welcome to the Tight on Entry Racing Podcast, the fastest growing NASCAR related podcast on Spotify. Last weekend, Ryan Blaney won the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta after passing Kyle Larson late in the going. This weekend, we are going to Tennessee for the Food City Dirt Race. And boy, does it feel like it's going to be a complete shit show, for lack of a better term, Alex. Um, it's definitely going to be one of those a little SS for us. <laughs> yes, a little SS, a little Camaro SS in this. Um, you know, they're already having issues with tires. They're already having issues. Um, and they added, rain. they added new rules, right? Well, not new rules. They, they're allowing an extra set of tires and they changed the stages. If I'm not mistaken, stage one is now at lap a hundred, like the end of stage one, the end of stage two is at lap 200 with competition precautions at lap 50 and lap 150. And then stage three is just going to be 50 laps. <laughs> so I, it's just, yeah, it's just going to be, a, I don't know. I just feel like they could have done this so much better. And I understand like you can't go into this with a, like a concrete plan because it's the first time this has ever been done in a stock car since like 1970. But uh, the Goodyear, let's just, let's just talk about Goodyear. Can we just talk about Goodyear? Why can they never bring a good tire to something like this? (laughs) Do we have to quote Tony Stewart in this discussion? Maybe maybe we should. (laughs) Goodyear can't make a tire worth of crap. Like, and there's already been references to Indy of 08 when literally the tire crisis of of NASCAR developed. But like that right rear, have you seen the right rear balding on those tires in practice sessions? it's, It's terrible. It's well. The, the other three tires look like they're fine, but yeah. Like, but why is it the right rear? Well, because the, the the car's leaning so heavily on the right rear, like they're sliding that right rear. But Goodyear should have known, like going into this. Okay, once that mud compacts, you know it's gonna start wearing those tires much quicker than it is when that it's just mud when that dirt's compacted. And you know, like Goodyear, you know when a car's sliding, right? That right rear is going to be exposed the most, and it's gonna be pushing pushing the entire or the entire way the car is going to be pushing on those on that one tire why wouldn't you make a stronger compound for the right right side tires like it's it just blows my mind i really wonder what goes on in their like engineering labs when they're making tires every week and like first of all they knew they were going to be at dirt way before anybody else for sure because nascar probably told them like a year in advance like hey we're definitely planning a dirt bristol race So they had like at least almost a year's time to really figure out what tire they want to use. And granted, you can't really figure out the tire until you have practice. So that's why NASCAR is having a ton of practices and a ton of qualifying and all of that with the heats and all of that. But you still had like a year in preparation. You could have took the tire to another dirt track and tested it out a bunch of times to see like, hey, how is it working? You could have made a cup car for this reason and just bringing it to a dirt track. I don't care if the dirt track is a quarter mile in length. You're just really testing to see the wear on the tire. So why couldn't you have done that instead of putting all of the pressure on the cup guys to figure it out and then make them jump through hoops just to race? Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. It just feels like they just took whatever compound they were using at Eldora, expected <laughs> that to work at Bristol and... Uh, obviously Eldor is a much different track than Bristol with the high banking. So I, uh, I don't know. And then, and then NASCAR, like, like if you want 
a dirt race, you have to like allow for more modifications than they're allowing. Like they've literally just like, okay, let's uh take off the splitter and uh, raise the ride height and uh, let's throw on some mud tires and let's go racing. But like, why yeah, and then are race they... the spoiler by like two inches? And that, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why aren't they like, so with the radiator, like, why aren't they, I, I don't know. Like why, like, why aren't they running? Like, why aren't they running mesh windshields? Like, why are they running plexiglass windshields that are literally going to be caked with mud? And it, it's just like, just so dumb. Like literally I had a friend of mine who doesn't even watch NASCAR and he's like, Oh, are they going to have windshield wipers? And I was like, Nope. And he was like, well, how are they going to see? And I was like, they're not, they're not going to be able to see after 50 laps. Like, yep. So the pit stops are going to be on top of changing tires. They're going to have a dude come on the hood of the car and just wipe down the windshield. (laughs) Like it's going to be so bad. It's yeah. It's, but then, you know, you have the whole radiator duck ducks issue and they're, they should have figured something out with that because they, they were literally running like, I don't know if you saw it, but they were running like diaper. They call them diapers. And they literally just put like a screen on top of the radiator openings, and that's yeah. just like only let air through. But like, I'd be concerned that 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 diaper is gonna like clog up too. Like, if that gets caked with mud, like it's they're screwed. So I think they should really thought rethought how or where the radiator ducts are, um, because I don't know. Kyle Larson was already having engine issues after after their practice <clears> session. Yeah, and two. he had to throw a new engine in. Yeah, so now he's starting at the rear whenever this race kicks off. And and that wasn't because of just engineering. That was probably because of dirt and shit that got sucked into just the engine. Getting it, yeah. Uh, so if if that's the case, and there's already they're already having issues only with like 25, 30 lap runs. Imagine how many issues are going to be, you know, upending themselves over the span of a how many <laughs> laps is this race? Two hundred fifty laps or something. Two hundred fifty. Like yeah, yeah, I think should be two fifty. Right, so, it's a hundred. And then, yeah, it's 250. So far, though, the on-track product does look okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't complain about it. Like, it still looks like it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm not really a big component for dirt anyway. It's like cool that it's like a little one-off thing, and I hope it doesn't stay, honestly. But the racing on the track so far through practicing has been, it's been okay. It's not it hasn't been terrible. I mean, the drivers seem like they love it. Um, I know. Kevin Harvick ran one of the slowest times in practice, and he basically said, "Like, oh, this is the most effing fun I've ever had in a stock car." Which is so hilarious because he was so. If you just go on his Twitter and just look up like Kevin Harvick dirt, you will constantly see him bitching about oh, yeah. having a race on dirt. And then the second he gets on it, he's like, "Dude, this is great. Why can't we do this more often?" <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he was definitely one of the guys who was most against it, and he even said in his interview, "Like, oh, we're on on the." On the radio, he was like, yeah, I've been dreading this race, but this is so much effing fun out here right now. So, I mean, that's exciting that the drivers, like, really enjoy it. It uh, seems like Alex Bowman's been liking it, too, a lot. He's also been doing really well. His lap average isn't that great. Like, he's in the 15th range for lap average so far through practicing. But he's been in first and second in practicing, if that if you take that with a grain of salt. So, he's been actually having a ton of fun with it as well. And... Kevin Harvick, does he have a dirt background? Did he do it a little bit when he was coming uh, up? So Kevin Harvick did did not have much of a dirt background, as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure he came up through. Um, I, I guess maybe a little bit. I know he ran modifieds for a little bit. I, yeah, I know he ran mods, but I'm not. 
sure about dirt. I don't think if he did, it's been a very long time. <laughs> I I really don't think he did because he ran. Um, he actually came up racing with Richard Childers. Yeah, believe it or not, which is mind blowing. But you ever hear those stories? Just like, like where where drivers story. start. <laughs> yeah, it's just like how everyone just intermingles and everyone like like Richard Childers, like how like his story to becoming a crew chief is just insane. Like he was racing with Dale Earnhardt um, as a kid and, or knew him as a kid, like went to the same high school as him. And then it's just crazy stuff like that. That just, I just, I don't know. But um, what were we, what were we just saying? Oh, dirt track. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we're actually, I'm surprising, surprised to see. I think we're going to see a lot of the top dogs still race. Well, uh, Truex has been throwing down mean lap times. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, yeah, he he's been in like the top five for averages so far. Yeah, in the hang two on. practices that we got. Well, let me pull up. I have a stat here because his lap averages were juicy. Or I had a stat. I don't know where it went. Oh, uh, if I lost that, I'm gonna be pissed. Maybe I took a screenshot of it. But. Um, I, I am not seeing it in front of me right now, but as I was saying, like a lot of these lap times have been really good from those top cars. And I, mean, I think we're going to see like some guys like Tyler Reddick run fast. Yeah. I uh, think he's going to run fast, but I don't know if necessarily we're going to see that same, that like, I don't know. I just feel like we went to this expecting like, Oh, Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick to just dominate. And this weekend I'm just not seeing like that level of, uh, dominance out of those cars at least not yet i think the heat races would have been huge for us to see actually what's going on yeah and we didn't get that so now we're kind of for, we're really just left in the dark now for like who yeah. who's going to come out and really perform yeah for like, sure i i can't find these freaking stats dude i had a whole <laughs> sheet of stats and they're not here um I can't believe it i know but um Actually, in practice one, Alex Bowman had the second fastest uh, ten lap average. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he did, but like his overall had him at seventeenth. And the fight in the second practice, like the overall lap average was the top five was Kyle Larson, Truex, Ross Chastain, really, Ryan Newman, and Matt DiBenedetto. That was your top five for the fastest lap averages in practice two. Daniel Suarez in six, Austin Dillon seventh, Quinn Hoff eighth, Tyler Reddick nine, Chase Briscoe tenth. That was your final practice. Hmm. And Christopher Bell all the way in 24th. But Christopher <sighs> Bell was 11th in the first practice for lap averages. Where are you seeing these? It's on the NASCAR app. <laughs> wow, look at you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest surprise right now is Christopher Bell is not running super fast in overall speed like average speed yeah he's not like his overall speed is a little down but he's he's like currently just kind of middle pack for me right now like he's just kind of chilling and like that middle pack of like 15 to 20th and then he's just gonna if his car decides to show up then it will show up but so how how important is track position going to be? I don't think it's really going to be that important. I think really? you're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of moving happen. I think there's going to be a, a ton of passing 
I mean, I'm taking it as like normal dirt racing where like you don't really hold a lead for very long in dirt racing unless your car is absolutely dominant than everybody else's. And I think we're just going to see the same boat here with the stock cars. It's just going to be constant momentum, constant movement going back and forth, people going through the field and then falling back through the field and then going through the field. It's going to be a few wrecks as well. <laughs> so oh, it's really there's going to be a gonna... couple pileups. Dude, like, okay, so uh, I don't remember exactly. I think who was it? Who was it that wheel hopped in practice? Oh, it was Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch mm-hmm. wheel hopped in practice too, I believe. Uh, but imagine if, like, if, if, like, there's a pile up going into turn one and then, like, half of the field wheel hops behind them and just, like, like, I don't know. I'm just imagining, like, a huge, like, Bristol style <laughs> pile up, like, Bristol, like, 2011 or 2012 when I had that huge pile up at Bristol. You know what I'm talking but about? Just, but just enhance it now even more. Yeah, because just it's like dirt. <laughs> they're going to be sliding in there. Um, at That's what I'm worried about the most going. is I feel like when you get towards the end of the race, you're going to have a ton of these guys that are going to try and make moves and they're going to really test where they can pass on this track on dirt. And if they try moving like outside or something, I feel like you're going to start seeing a ton of wrecks happen at the end because they're going to try and get that win. And it's just going to turn into a huge mess because they're like testing their limits. And you got some guys that haven't raced dirt in like 20 years or I don't think Denny's raced dirt at all ever in his career i don't think he's uh, ever been on a little, dirt track very little so it's like but denny's still gonna be fine because his car looks fine and his lap averages look fine so okay i think so we're I- also gonna see at the point too like once we get past like lap 50 or something it's gonna be like the dirt is gonna be like non-existent for the one lane and everybody's just gonna coast in that one lane and then it's gonna be a lot easier for them to maintain and control well, I don't think it'll be non-existent. I just think it's going to be so kicked up with rubber. It's just going to be like the preferred lane. Uh, and that outside lane is going to stop working once the cushion against the wall just goes away. Yeah. Um, but based on... Okay, so I'm looking at... I found my stat sheet that I was talking about. Um, so in both practice one and practice two, Kyle Larson was just the dominant car um, as far as 10 lap average goes. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be the Kyle Larson show if he can get through the field. But do you think he gets through the field? Well, I don't know because I I I don't like it depends what you think about how easy passing is going to be because I said I think track position is going to be important. You don't think it's going to be as important, but I don't know. I think it's going to be very difficult to get through the field, especially with lap cars. That's true. Because you know if the lap car is running the preferred line. Let's just yeah, say, you can't get around him. Well, yeah, let's just use Kevin Harvick as an example because I just I don't think he's going to run great, uh, at least not based on practice times because he was – Kevin Harvick was – He's not going to run great. He's going to have fun, but he's not going to run great. Oh, he's going to have fun. But, like, if you come again, come across him, um, you know, you're lapping him. He's just not going to let you but go by him. He's Kevin Harvick. He's – you know, he's he's one of the best in the sport. He's not going to want to go a lap down five laps into the event. <laughs> yeah. um, he's going to be blocking the hell out of you. Yeah, and so you're going to have to go way outside that preferred line to even try to get around him. But in practice one, his average 10-lap speed was twenty ranked 24th. Uh, in practice two, his 10-lap speed was 31st. So, uh, you know you know <laughs> what I'm saying here? That's, that's just not... 
Nothing those are like special. those are uh, not not good stats. Yeah, um, I mean, there's some other guys down there though. Chris Rebell, his ten lap speed was thirtieth in practice too. Yeah, that's. So, I don't know. I really expected Bell to have a better showing so far too. That's what's like been throwing me off. Yeah, I just I don't I don't. I don't know. Like, this is different. Like, this is so different than I like, obviously I'm not a race car driver, but I would imagine this is pretty different than a normal dirt race. Yeah. Like it's gotta be different. These heavy ass cars and going around Bristol, which is just insane. Or I'm, I'm sure it must feel insane. Um, I think, he, I think he'll be fine by the end of the race. But yeah, I, I think also, so too. I think there's going to be some new names up at the front. Yeah, um, what kind week. of new name you got? Well, Corey LaJoy. Uh, nice. He's been running really well. And I don't... He has been. Let me f- see what place he's starting. I know the, the whole starting lineup got botched by the canceled qualifying sessions. Yeah, I don't even know um, what it is, actually. Because originally the formula was actually pretty cool. It was like based on how many cars you pass in your heat race. and Yeah, um, it was the passing cars and then finishing position. And then they would take the points together. So essentially rewarding, like if you got placed in the back, but you had a really good car, you got rewarded for having a good car. Yeah, so, but I don't, I don't know what they adopt. It looks like they're just going off of uh, owner's points or something. Yeah, owner points was going to be the tie. So I don't know if they're... I don't, I don't, yeah, but it, well, I mean, Kyle Larson was supposed to start from the pole. Uh, it doesn't look like they went off practice times because Kevin Harvick's starting sixth. I think they so... might just do the normal thing they do. Like in the other races, where is that they what they did? Like, they just went with the rankings. I think so. Yeah. Well. Anyway, so Kyle Larson's going to drop to the back. Um, so Denny Hamlin will start from the pole. There will be three Toyotas in the top four starting starting spots. Jeez. Um, yes. Uh, Corey LaJoy will start back in thirtieth. So he's going to have a lot of work uh, to do, which is unfortunate because I think he could have raced his way into a top twenty starting spot. Uh, but he's just not going to have that opportunity. Obviously, I think another guy we got to watch out for is Daniel Suarez. Mm. And what's funny about that is he has like no dirt track experience. Yeah, at all. But in practice, in practice too, he ran the eleventh fastest time. And on on average speed, he was right middle of the pack. He went twenty second and twenty fourth average uh, in one and two. It's nothing special, but. I don't know. I was impressed based on the fact that he has absolutely no dirt track experience at all. <laughs> yeah, and he was kind of moving that thing a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, was looking he was at sending it. I was looking at his lap averages before, and I think he was like I said in the final practice, he was six for lap average. So like overall, his long term car, he's doing pretty decent. And then, and then obviously, like the guy, like I really have an eye out for is Tyler Reddick. Yeah, um, me too. And how could you not? I mean, he was in practice one. His time lap average was eighth. In practice two, it was third. Um, and he's starting from, <clears throat> you know, I'll say seventh. Oof. I'll, I'll say I'll say a bold bold decision already. Okay, I'm ready. Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick wins. Wow. <laughs> you gonna put that in your lineup? Uh, what Tyler Reddick? I mean, he's in my lineup. No, right Tyler now, Reddick actually. winning. Yeah. Wow, you really just banked that all on that? Yep. I think he wants something to prove, dude, ever since. I think this is one of the seasons where it's just going to be a ton of new winners that we're not expecting. 
and yeah we already we haven't had one repeat winner yet so i feel like it's just gonna be that trend again and i'm kind of riding high on the tyler reddick train this weekend just because of his practice time so far like you said because i saw them earlier like uh yesterday after when I thought we were going to record this <laughs> on yesterday. Hey, come on. <laughs> so I was looking at stats and I was like, holy shit, he's actually doing, he's actually doing pretty good. So I'm kind of riding that Tyler Reddick train a little bit. So, so, okay. Speaking of fantasy though, I am so conflicted. Dude, you don't want to know my lineup. You really don't. I do. I do because I'm, I'm, I bet you mine looks similar. Mine is kind of all over the place. So I don't know if you. I think I feel like you're gonna have a little more of the normal top guys than me, mainly because I only have like one top guy in right now. No, so I yeah, I only have one top guy in as well because I just don't know what to do here. Because like All I don't right, want to so, waste the use on so, the guy. Who's so your like, your top guys then what? Kyle Larson. Yeah. Yeah, it's mine. He's got he's got to <laughs> be in your lineup. Like. Yeah, I've used a. I only have six out of ten uses, but like him, even though starting in the back, I know you have your thing with track position and whatnot i still think he can get it done over the course of 250 laps and salvage being in the top like five or ten and really making a run for it i do too but my biggest thing is uh stage points like Mm, i I don't know if he's going to be able to get there in time to get stage points in stage one and well i mean now that the stages are a hundred each for stage one and two yeah and they're having competition cautions in the middle of each stage one and stage two. I think That's he has true. a pretty decent shot. That's true. I think you're right. I think he can definitely make up a lot of those spots on a restart. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just I, like, I'm going to use him. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm using I him. don't even know why we're talking about it. I'm going to use him, but <laughs> it's just, I'm just. He's going to be the little, first driver that I run out scared. of use to score. Oh, me for too. Sure. <laughs> me too. And I'll but, be okay. But the second guy I'm using, and um, I'm really questioning whether or not I want to use him, is Truex. Mm, I don't have Truex in. Because he's been running really well. Um, See, I consider him a top guy, so you technically have you have two. No, yeah, I, I do. Have, yeah, I mean, I just put him in. Actually, I put him in over Chase Briscoe. I don't even know why I had Chase, Chase Briscoe in my lineup. but Well, that's a, that's a very interesting pick. You must have been not thinking. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. Well, he, Chase Briscoe didn't run awful in practice too. He ran no, he was okay, fastest. Um, and he he in practice one he had the tenth fastest time, and practice two he had the second fastest time, or sorry, fifth fastest time. So I just think he's I don't know. It's still his rookie year. It's just they're throwing so much crap at him in his rookie year. They're like, hey, here's a dirt race. Hey, here's all this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, imagine being a rookie trying to get into this. Is he like the only rookie this year? Who else is with him? Uh, well, is it is Anthony Alfredo technically? Does Ross Chastain count? I don't know. Anthony Alfredo would count, yes, as a rookie. But I don't. Is he racing full time? I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't know. He's not. He's sharing that ride. He shared that ride. David David Reagan ran that the Daytona 500. Um, and then I guess I think Ross Chastain would count. All right, so. Well, I can yeah. pull. I can pull it up. Right <clears throat> yeah, Chase Briscoe, though, it's a very interesting decision. I I'm really considering putting him back in now. Actually, what over Truex or just no, like no, him in over general? someone else, over someone else. Yeah, I would uh, be curious for sure. I think I'm gonna do it. Do it. 
Well, where, where's he starting? Where's he starting? I oh, uh, he's starting. Hold on, I got it up. He's starting twenty fifth. Row, row thirteen. You know, what? I trust him to get it down. Kyle Larson was on the pole, but he's going to be down it next to Ty Dillon, essentially. So then Denny and Blaney are going to move up to the one two. <laughs> so okay, so who's who else is in your lineup besides? I have Kyle Larson. I don't have Chase Briscoe or anything. So the only one we've had so far is Kyle Larson. Okay. My second pick was Alex Bowman. Mainly because I'm a Bowman fan. Bowman has dirt background. He's done a ton of dirt racing previously. He hasn't like won many events in dirt, but his experience alone, and he's kind of on a hot streak a little bit in the cup, as in like he's been kind of towards i mean he salvaged that 11th or 13th place finish whatever after almost getting annihilated by anthony alfredo and all the pit trouble he had and spinning himself out i think i'm mixing up two races but salvaged those came in fourth last weekend and his dirt background alone helps me decide especially since i follow him on instagram and stuff he's always posting pictures of like the three dirt cars he has in his garage and he's like might take this out today and then he puts it on his instagram story that he was racing it again just like three months ago he was just like, <laughs> yeah screw it i want to go on dirt and i was like dude he's just like i just feel like i could ride his high a little bit and hopefully he'll do something for me i mean his stats so far and the practices have been good he's starting seventh with this formula so technically he'll be starting six because kyle larson has to go to the back so his position in the beginning of the race will be good on top of him already having a pretty decent car here on the dirt so you know what i think you just convinced me to put him in my lineup <laughs> i've only um, used him once too like come on he's yeah, like me he, too it's like a sure pick of like if i only used him once and i know he's a good racer it's like why not just and throw him in to make you feel even better about that in practice one he had the fastest time in practice two he had the second fastest time in practice one he had the second best 10 lap average in practice two he had the fifth best 10, 10 lap average yeah he's been so. he's been dealing it and he's been feeling himself on social media he's been putting it on his instagram stories and twitter that he's been like feeling himself and he's so excited to race and i was like you don't get that from him often on his social media he's usually very humble and like doesn't talk ever yeah and he's very socially awkward so for him to be like really pumped up and talking like, Hey, I'm ready. I'm like, dude, you convinced me just through emotion alone to put <laughs> for me to put <laughs> you in the lineup. <laughs> so you're definitely confident in him. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. Okay. I like it. Um, and I just actually dropped him in my lineup. So I'm there with you now. Nice. I, th- I think our lineups are becoming more similar by the minute. This um, is what happens every podcast and that it just either it just blows up in her yeah. face. So it's been like so far, it's almost, it's like a 60, 40 split, right? Like 60% blown up in her face. The 40% it's actually somewhat worse. Hey, I've had a couple good weeks in a row. I'm looking to keep it alive <laughs> um, and we're just going to keep it rolling. So do you have Christopher Bell in your lineup? I do. I do too, but I'm really rethinking it. Yeah. I, I don't know who else I would put him in for though. Well, I was thinking William Byron. And it's not a terrible idea. He was seventh in practice two. Practice one, he was twenty third, but it looks like they they figured whatever issues they were having out. Um, and he actually ran the he ran two top ten fastest times in practice one, practice two. Uh, he has a lot of experience <sighs> on dirt, I believe. I could be wrong, actually. I'm not. sure. I don't know if he actually. Like, he how does. do we find out like what these kids did? Hang on, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a quick Wikipedia search. 
Yeah, I feel like I mean we all know he does a ton of eye racing. Yeah, so like, and that's got to help. I'm sorry, like that has got to help. Like just getting a feel for how the car is going to slide a little bit. I don't yeah. Know, what do you think? Okay, so I feel like it does. Byron, um, yeah, he actually does not have much dirt experience at all. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he was signed his beginnings. Uh, he well, I mean, he was an eye racer, obviously. Like that's how he got, really got his start. <clears throat> Uh, he started racing legends at the age of 15. So, I mean, at least that's kind of a little bit of dirt, right? It's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean he probably like most of these drivers do have like very little dirt background. Yeah. So it's like, it's just not going to be like the mainstream, like Kyle Larson wins the chili bowl or Christopher Bell won three years in a row or, or is that Tyler Reddick? I don't remember which one did that. Tyler Reddick has one, I think. And I think Christopher Bell's the one that won three in a row. I can't remember who yeah, it but is. Like, okay, so if that's the case, how do you not put Christopher Bell in your lineup? Yeah, like, right. Why, it's why like why eventually, eventually he'll get it together. Like, why gamble with Byron a little bit? I feel like Byron and Bell could have like almost the same race. It just kind of depends how Christopher Bell's car performs for him. But I think Bell has the edge on him as a driver on the dirt. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, you're right. Uh, I don't know what to do. <clears throat> So I have Bell, Larson, Bowman. My uh, my fourth one was Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I, obviously. I mean, obviously, because I said how I feel about him already. My fifth one, a little bit of a curveball, but I'm trying it. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yeah, he was in my lineup, actually, and I, I put Bowman in over him. I'm, I'm going to trust Stenhouse. He's been okay with lap averages. His lap speed's been okay. He has He's a lot nice, of experience on dirt. He has a ton of experience on dirt. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I and then my garage, right? So my garage, surprisingly, I decided to throw in Austin Dillon as my garage. But then I started talking to my dad, and my dad is like telling me about this guy, and he's like, "I've seen him race before in New Egypt. He's insane on the dirt. He's got a cup ride for this. I really think you should at least throw him in your garage." Oh my and goodness! I know you're talking about Wyndham. No, he's talking oh. about Stewart. Freezing. Freezing. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? Going with that. Stuart Freezing and he's in my garage. Okay. <laughs> I I have like looked at his name and I've thought about him. Um the reason I'm not putting <clears throat> him in is his equipment. Yeah, right. That's that's what I was telling my dad. I was like, I don't I don't know if I trust Spire. But uh, I get like I I respect the risky pick a little bit, and that's why Trace Briscoe is going to be in my garage. <laughs> yeah, that was I was actually going between Briscoe as well with Dylan. But uh, another guy I'm really tempted to put in is Lightning McDowell. Don't even cons. Uh, I'm going to say don't even consider it. But then watch he comes out and like he's in it. Absolutely, in you put that's him it. in the lineup. I just put him in. Well, he's in my garage spot. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I thought you put him in for somebody else. I was nope. like, what are you doing? So Has he, he, does he have dirt experience? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. If so, it was a long time ago, but uh, let's just it definitely, do it. It definitely was. Let's just do a quick, a quick Wikipedia search. That's where we get all our information from. That is exactly does where Does he even have a Wikipedia? From. God, he might not have a Wikipedia. So Stuart Friesen betting, he opened up with a 1400 odds, but uh, 
his his lap averages have been okay. He's been like in the top fifteen to around top twenty, and for some reason the bookmakers did not like that, so then they dropped him to plus twenty five hundred. <laughs> okay. So, so Michael McDowell. What's his dirt experience? Uh, he started out his career at the age of three racing BMX bikes. Um, after ten years, then he went to karting. Um, <laughs> uh, and then and then he went to Formula Renault. Okay. Uh, so uh, not much dirt experience so far. Um, but then he went to Grand Am. Um, which uh, you know not much experience there either, I guess. Um, uh, so no, he has never been on dirt. You know what? I'm doing a risky pick with Friesen. You're doing a risky pick with McDowell. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like ours could both go in the same situation. It's either they're going to have a really good race. I mean, McDowell recently is he his Lightning uh, McDowell. Lightning McDowell has a uh, has kind of uh, what's it called? Don't you say it. He's kind of fizzled out, dude. He's no, dropping. like this is the resurgence. Okay, he was he. Okay, hang on. He was he he dropped two points or two spots again. He's in thirteenth in the points now. He was tenth fastest average. Uh, I mean, ten lap average in practice one, twenty second in in average in in two. Uh, but I think he's got it. I mean, Michael McDowell, according to NASCAR, has got hundred and one odds to win the Bristol race. So not to put him in, not to bet Daniel on Daniel Suarez as well. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> so. Wait, he also Daniel Suarez also has 101. Yeah, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting that, but I guess they no. This was updated eight hours ago, so they made that even after seeing what he was doing in practice. But okay, Stenhouse 14 to one, Stewart Friesen 14 to one odds according to NASCAR. I mean, dude, got to ride the Stewart train, dude, dude. <laughs> Who do they have as the favorite? Kyle Larson. No, Kyle Larson's uh, got to be, yeah. Uh, they have Austin Dillon at 10 to 1. And what's, Chase Briscoe. What's Chase Elliott's? 14 to 1. Hmm. So they got Briscoe and Austin Dillon as favorites over. Jesus. As, oh my God, that's insane. That's it. Got to put Dillon in now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who do you who do you have winning the race then based on what you just saw? Uh, I've been flip-flopping. And so far it's still Kyle Larson. Yeah, for me, yeah. I and just... it's like I've been flip-flopping between him. I flip-flopped between Bell, surprisingly, but then when his practice came out, I was like, okay, maybe not. And then I even went with Bowman as a race winner. But I think I'm gonna stick with Larson in the end. Perfect. Okay, I'm also going to go over Larson. Who do you have your top Chevy in? Larson again. Just trying yep. to get points. I agree. I, I think that's the smart route, and I'm going to follow you in it. Um, top Ford? Top Ford, I have... Uh, God, this is kind of a shit show. It, I don't really know who to put, so I put Kevin Harvick. Oh, God. Like, honest, like honestly, I was just like... I threw him in and then never considered it after that, so how, I think I might... How do you feel about that now? I don't feel good about it now, but looking at the rest of the Ford team, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Blaney. I might go Blaney. Briscoe has better odds to be a top four than Blaney. Are you serious? He's got plus two eighty five, and Blaney's got plus five fifty. 
Do I need to put Briscoe back in my lineup? You know what? I'm putting Briscoe as top forward. Screw it. <sighs> I'm going back. I'm not putting Briscoe. him. I'm not putting him in the lineup. I'm but... taking McDowell out. I'm putting Briscoe back in. Ah, uh, see, that's a little better. <laughs> oh, you know what? Oh, I want to put him back. All right, you know what? Fine. <laughs> top Toyota. Top Toyota. Christopher Bell. Ooh, I'm gonna go Denny. Ooh, riding the Denny train. Yeah, I feel good about that one. Um, top manufacturer. Chevy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Just because I feel like Larson and Bowman are gonna and be... Elliot. Elliot's been running well as well. Yeah, and then the winning team. <sighs> Hendrick. Yeah, How Hendrick, baby. I put Hendrick in Hendrick. again. I, so I mean, we're so we have all the same picks now. We are quadrupled <laughs> down on Kyle Larson winning. Like if if Kyle Larson wins, okay, ready. So we have him in our lineup, right? That's yeah, like fifty points or something. <laughs> fifty points, yeah. Uh, it's fifty points. If he wins the race with number fifteen, so that's that's seventy or sixty-five. Um, if he's top Chevy, that's number five, so that's seventy. And then if he wins, then we get an extra yeah, twenty, we... so that's ninety points from Kyle Larson. Really, if he wins this race, <clears throat> or Alex Bowman. <laughs> no, let's let's just worry about Kyle Larson. Alex Bowman can do this. Yeah, that that's gonna be insane. We're really riding a Hendrick train. So yeah, ninety. You said ninety points just for Kyle Larson winning. Yeah, that would be a huge payday for me since I'm tenth in our league. I'm tenth in our league, but everybody is so close to each other. Like I'm only like four points behind ninth and like twelve behind eighth, and then you're in six, and I'm like thirty points behind you. So really, it could just come down to like one of your drivers not performing, and then your garage guy not performing, and then my all my five perform, and then I can just scoot up. But <clears throat> that's not been happening for me. <laughs> well, I guess. I guess. Well, I'm definitely riding the Hendrick train. Um, yeah, Hendrick is gonna. I, I'm hoping, like, again. I'm kind of hoping that, like, this week is kind of gonna be a big break for us. Like, I don't know. I just think, like, if we have good weeks here, it's very easy for someone to have a bad week this week. Yeah, it is. So, like, I honestly, I just want to put in like an average week this week. I don't really care about like making up ground. Like, if I can, yeah, exactly. if I can get 160, 175 points, I'm happy with that because I know there's gonna be a guy with like 80 points. Oh yeah, there definitely is. Someone's probably throwing in still all of the top guys anyway, and just being yeah. like, "Screw it, they're gonna be fine," and then they don't be fine. Yeah. And I hope that's the case. Like, let's see, what was I at last week in Atlanta? I had 176 points, so really I had an average week again. So if I can just do that again, like I'll be fine. Yeah. It right. really annoyed me at Phoenix because everybody had a great week at Phoenix. And I was like, finally, I had a good week. And then I checked the standings and everybody had a good week. And I was like, God dang it. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I, I, I had a lights out week. And then, you know, you look back and it's like, oh, everyone's like right on my tail. Yeah, but, everybody had over 220. For sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think that's what we're going to call it for this episode of the Tight On Entry Racing Podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening to another episode. I think this is our fifth episode now. Um, yeah, fifth or sixth. Who's keeping so count? Make sure you guys drop a like on all available platforms. Give us a retweet, follow us on Twitter, and share with a friend. Peace out.